back <laughs> back in the hot room today, mate. It's a bit of heat out there. It's a scorcher. Mate, absolutely. Hopefully the market uh, returns back to what it was a couple of years ago. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourth episode, time goes quick. Sure does. Mate, um, I wanted to touch on, firstly, obviously relationships, which we've dived on a little bit, but more narrow it down to um, the builder specific and the type of conversations you have with a builder when you're actually going to meet them for the first time or you're doing your due diligence into terms of what builder to pick mm -hmm. um, and yeah the type of conversations and maybe some things if you hear uh, what comes up in the in the in the topics of what you're talking about um, to go oh shit maybe we, we stay away from from this builder absolutely um, Andrew Redmond from block uh, told it perfectly when we uh, listen to him speak on one of the big projects, Verve, 212 units there in Newcastle West. He said about track record and how that they completed 53 high-rise developments without any faults to date, which then in turn gives the buyers a lot of confidence that they're going to get a quality product. He then talks about the four key elements to any building, okay? Structural integrity, acoustic integrity, fire integrity, and then water integrity. They're the four key components, and often I get asked a lot by buyers, can we change this oven from Smeg to Melee? Can we you know, put in a new shower mixer uh, because we like that color? All of those things are real cosmetic items, and you as the developer, or even you as the buyer, really all of those things can be changed. What I would be looking at if you were a developer or you were a buyer wanting to buy a development is by asking the builder, what is their previous track record? What have they done in the past? Go and inspect that in the past. Don't just get a phone, phone number to call because of course if they've given you a phone number, that's going to be a, a nice clean referral and they know they're going to say something nice. Go to some of the old units, go to some of the old houses or townhomes and inspect for your own eyes and go and check it out. See what they've done in the past and what you can expect with your contract as well. I think that's the biggest thing. Looking at their previous track record is no doubt number one. Yeah, right. Very similar to the, um, the property market, right? If the property market's performed well in the last 10, 20 years, it's a good track record of what's potentially gonna happen in the future. That's it, I don't think it can lie. You know, track record can't lie. It's, it's there, it's ingrained in history. You can't change history. Yeah. Okay, so look for some evidence, um, particularly uh, with old sites, even if it's going back, you know, five years, if you go there and, you know, the brickwork's cracking or, the, you know, there's plumbing issues or um, there's peeling paint on the eaves, for example, there's some potential uh, warning signs there. Absolutely. You want to be making sure that, you know, all of those elements are, are, are still in place. And, and one thing that I did get, again, I'm going to mention Block, is that they are the same trading company for each site. Uh, where there sometimes is alarm bells and I know that there, there's a big shake-up in this in the construction industry which is only a benefit to developers and also buyers is that um, you know if you've got a builder who's changing their entity details each job I mean it could really create some conflict or create some alarm bells in my eyes uh, just in relation to that maybe trying to protect themselves if something does go wrong with those previous jobs. So I think that's something you've got to look out for as well. Yeah, right. And how does the, the warranty um, work with, with builders in terms of your, to utilise them, the, the warranty side? Yeah, so the warranty changes all, all, you know, depending on what sort of class of build you're going to do. Um, a class that we do a lot of is the townhome, two-storey townhome class. 
um, which is a six-year builder warranty that the builder does have to put on to, onto that development, um, which is going to protect the buyer. Now, anything over three levels, uh, I know there's a lot of legislation changes, but previously uh, there's actually been no warranty insurance on that, and that's where track record for over the three levels is absolutely vital. You need to ensure that there's a good track record in those higher rise developments. However, once again, um, it might be a good idea to interview a builder and talk about some of these latest legislation changes because like I said, it's only going to be uh, improve the construction industry as a whole. It's going to be more favourable for developers and also the end consumer, the buyer, knowing full well they're going to get a great product. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so let's say, you know, you've obviously been maybe referred into a, buyer, into a builder to uh, um, your sphere, you're having a conversation with them. What would be, say, a warning sign in terms of if they said something, you'd go, oh shit, maybe let's, let's stay away from these guys. Yeah, I think that if they're starting a new entity name, uh, if they can't provide any um, you know, previous jobs or previous history, um, you wanna know what they've done in the past. You know, they may be a new business, that's totally fine. Ask the builder, the director, what companies they were at previously. They may have been at a tier one, tier two firm, like a Hutchinson's or a Richard Crooks, and they may have actually had the best training you could ever ask for. Now, just because they're a, a, a startup business, uh, doesn't mean you want to discount them altogether, but you definitely want to understand where they're coming from and what training that they do possess. Gotcha. Okay. Then you found your uh, you found your builder. You're obviously gone to the next stage and said, look, we're probably potentially going to um, work together, um, or you have actually started working together. What would be some uh, tips or some attributes you'd um, provide to the to the builder or that relationship to keep them around? and make sure you're nurturing the relationship. Yeah, I guess uh, a few things with the builder is that they want to keep their good trades. They want to keep their good um, you know, trades working on their site. So how you can do that is by you know, providing them more opportunities, providing them more sites, providing them more referrals. Now, once again, each builder is capped differently with what they can do. You know, um, Some can't do too many jobs at once because they just don't have the licenses to be able to do that. So you've got to check and ask the questions to the builder, what do they want? Do they want duplex sites? Do they want houses? What's their target market? And try and help them in that sense uh, to try and find them the best jobs for them and build that relationship. Yeah, gold, gold. We actually had a conversation with a builder yesterday and in my head, I was thinking like, oh, I would probably, um, less is best, right? Like maybe a few jobs on the go. But then he um, like pretty much said, mate, the more the better, because if he has 10, 10 jobs going on, there's one guy or two yeah. guys that can project manage 10 at a time. Mm. But then those trades actually stick around because they're not looking for that next job. They've got job security, um, everything's all lined up, and then, you know the 10, the 10 sites that working at the same time um, utilise everyone's um, time effectively. Perfect, that's a really good point, yeah. Oh. Right, um, thanks for your time today. We'll uh, be back in, in two weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, Bucky. Thanks, guys.